the New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're at episode 320. I'm Paul Spain. I'm Paul Poteet. And I'm Paul Brislin. Welcome along, Pauls. This the is Paul the, off. This should just be the Paul show. Paul, the other one. Paul cubed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not going to get old. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with you, Mr. Petit. Um, have I pronounced that right? Uh, yeah, Poteet. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, good. It works right there. Um, it's your first time on the New Zealand Tech Podcast. It is. Pleasure um, to be here. So be nice to hear where you fit into this world of, of technology here in New Zealand. Oh, that, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to figure that out myself. Now, I'm over at Aura Information Security, so I'm uh, working as a principal consultant there. I'll be on the security management side and some of the cyber evangelism side. So uh, going around and trying to help businesses understand what security is as, as far as uh, the cyber side or information security goes. Cool. We might drill, drill back into a little bit more of that, get a little bit more detail in the show. And Paul Brislin, welcome back again for Hello. the many umpteenth time. Yeah, yeah I've always good, now. Always good to have you here. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Do you want to know where I fit in? You yeah. just make oh, it up yeah, as yeah, I go yeah. along? That, yeah, that, that's where we're uh, No, I, um, I do PR and comms for uh, all kinds of different tech companies, uh, and I look after the tech blog for the Institute of IT Professionals. And an ex-tech journo and all sorts yes, of many, many other that's many right. ha- many hats, hats over the years. Yes, I wear them all at once, but it's yeah, too right. hot. Yes. But we always enjoy hearing your opinions, Paul. <laughs> I'm glad um, somebody so, does. Um, so I, I have know. so many. <laughs> <laughs> hey, opinionated is, uh, is, is, definitely, um, is definitely a term that could, could be related to yeah. you. Um, and we, and we, kind of, uh, we kind of need a few opinions on this show. So, uh, so we're hoping you will uh, Happy to oblige, um, oblige as, as always. Now, first of all, I wanted to start uh, by looking at this, uh, this story that was in, uh, in Stuff Today talking about ratepayers picking up the bill for uh, international IT specialists' Wellington job hunt. Yeah, is it too late for me to get involved in that? That sounds like a great deal. Yeah, I, yeah. get flown out to New Zealand and flown out to New free, Zealand. Free, here, free holiday. Well, I think. Yeah, I mean, if, if you had timed things a little bit better, then uh, <laughs> look, you know, it, it might have been an easier entry for you. Uh, That's in, right. That's into right. New Zealand, but. I mean, I guess the reality is we have a, we have a shortage of, of skills here in New we Zealand, do. right? How do you go about bringing in the right uh, the right talent? I guess you you know fly people to New Zealand. Well, you can always uh, offer them citizenship and twenty million dollars of government funding. Oh, well, seems to work quite well. well yeah, well, yeah. Uh, if, I, I, I don't know how they, well that scales though. They might they might have run out of funding uh, for, yeah, the, for, yeah, the, for yeah. that particular um, uh, one. Right, right. Well, this is a very good second best. Then they'll fly you out and put you up. Admittedly, it's Wellington, so it is a bit. So cold what, what are you referring to there, Paul? What's that reference uh, to twenty million dollars? <laughs> just in case anyone's missed the news, in case Peter Teal's listening in. Yeah, the government venture. With VIF fund, what is that? Venture Investment Fund uh, uh, has co-invested in Zero um, and Vend and a couple of other things, uh, and there's um, some shenanigans going on with um, money. Um, uh, since it's profitable and successful, uh, the private investors make all of the upside on it. And uh, had it been a terrible disaster, we the public would have 
covered would, the, would have uh, worn, the downside. Worn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it wasn't, uh, wasn't so the best right. deal, was it? Although they, it was they, not, they do no. tell us that there wasn't anything they the, could do. This issue has been discovered and they're no longer offering any contracts like this again, which is. Damn it, we're too late, Paul. At, at, least, at least something to be thankful for. But, Next uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not ideal when, uh, <laughs> when money gets flushed like that, <laughs> no, is it? Oh, no, no. And, uh, and uh, you know, full credit to the. Uh, uh, the guys who put the deal together it's it's a very cheeky deal and and clearly it's worked quite well for them 20 million dollars even kiwi dollars is nothing to be sneezed at uh, but in terms of getting technology talent into New Zealand, um, the more the merrier. I think um, projects like this, um, I know there'll be some who are going, oh, we don't have to fly dairy farmers from across the planet. What's going on? Well, they, these people are in high demand. If we're going to be a centre of excellence, we need to uh, to get as many people out here as possible. And, and I do think once you get here and you see just how much fun we have, um, a lot of people say, well, actually, maybe I'll just stay and set up a business here. Uh, and that's got to be a good thing. Well, you got that. It's, it might be just a, an ability to, to find the talent here in New Zealand, or maybe it is that the, there is a lack of, of, of talent. We don't know, right? Mm. It's, it's what, are you, what are you saying about us? A lack of talent. <laughs> right, right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty that's rude, actually. Oh, uh, my you goodness. know, for an that's outsider to say that. I'm, oh. I feel we're pretty talented, aren't we, Paul? That's right. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm, I'm a foreigner, too. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. Numbered. And, I, and yeah. I am almost, I'm only, only fractionally, you know, I don't have the passport yet. I've got to get that squared away. Oh, well, what we have, you know, and that's what we're looking at is can we find the talent here in New Zealand that already already exists mm. or is it something that we're, we're flying people in without actually effectively checking the data and seeing what what kind of talent is here currently uh it could be just easier to fly people in and then find people Train who them. are yeah yeah here i think that there are a lot of people here probably in the university system right now that could get plugged right into a lot of it jobs and we're missing them we we are yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. years ago i interviewed garth biggs who uh, was running Genai, mm. um one of the big system integrators and he said um quite presciently i thought uh, uh it has no mana in new zealand if you talk to parents of kids who are coming through high schools uh if they've got any kind of maths inclination whatsoever they get told okay well that's great you can be an accountant you can be a lawyer you can get pushed into all of these that's right what i consider to be old school um possibly even dead-end jobs if you think about the automation that's coming along uh very very infrequently do they ever get shoved towards it and uh i think they think it's going to be sitting in dusty cubicles pushing a mouse around uh wearing a cardigan uh reporting into the pointy-haired boss and it's it's not. I mean, we you know, I've, I've travelled the world with this kind of job, uh, and I know people who have been flown all over the place, and uh, not just to Wellington. Um, uh, second prize two weeks in Wellington. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I suspect there is there is a lot of opportunity for New Zealanders if we just treated it seriously as a, as a career opportunity. There's also that that challenge of getting people from being graduates into the into the industry. Yeah, yeah. and. It's, I mean, I guess not one of those things that I've given a huge amount of uh, thought to in terms of the, the challenges that are out there until some discussions that came up recently. And we were talking about the way that we built uh, guerrilla technology. And right. you know, one of the, the traits of, of how we've operated for a long time is to bring as many people as we can on at the, at, on at the ground level. Yeah. So we can teach them the guerrilla way of how we do things. They're not coming in with all sorts of uh, you know, habits from It's from almost an industry. apprenticeship. It's almost an um, apprenticeship. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. Very, very yeah. much so. And, yeah. you know, that's just been part of our our you know DNA in terms of how we've worked, and um, you know probably will continue to be. Um, well, it's great for culture, and it, it gives you exactly. that, that ability. To, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, but you know, I'd never really thought, oh, this is too unusual anywhere else, just because it's that's it's what we do. That's but right. the more yeah. people you talk to that are actually trying to get that to get into the industry, you realise it's actually really, really hard. Mm. And we have uh, a lot of people that come to New Zealand and study, and maybe English isn't their first language. Yep. Uh, they will often find it very, very hard to uh, just to get on that first rung and to get the experience. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it's you know it's common as well for uh, for those that have studied locally and. Uh, Certainly, in some cases, depending on on what they've studied and you know that's right. What, yep, that's what right. Uh, how much confidence they've got to yeah. push themselves to, into, to get on into roles and so yeah. on. So, uh, yeah, and and the demand here is is huge. I mean, I'm just looking at the MB um, uh, is the Ministry of all the things, the Business uh, Ministry, <laughs> uh, and they they've got their sector report for 2015. We're talking about um, 1.1 billion dollars. Uh, Increase in the period from 2009 to 2013. So we're we're talking about a little bit over six billion dollars a year is spent in New Zealand on uh, ICT in its broader sense. So it's it's a it's a strong industry. It's a growing industry, and um, one of the main elements we need there is uh, is that human capital coming through. Mm, yeah. uh, I'd like to see more emphasis in in schools and universities on training people up for the uh, the sector. Rather accessibility. Than, how, yeah, how, do we, oh, how do we know these people? Right? Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, it's it's getting to know the people who are already here who have that skill and uh, get them involved into That's the businesses right. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. No, it's that's uh, good. Uh, now on to another subject. This was we, we were talking about uh, Apple's um, AirPods uh, recently, and uh, you know wireless earbuds. Yep, and. I guess one of the, you know one of the things was how they sort of hang out of your ear. They don't quite look like a um, pull them out of my out of my pocket. I've been wearing them quite a lot actually. They're they're pretty handy if you want to consume a bit more content. Yeah. Uh, just because you can be listening pretty much you know anywhere. Now you guys can decide whether to laugh at me or not. Paul is inserting what looks like a electric toothbrush head into his right ear canal. Now, is that the one you just cut the cord off of, or is that no, <laughs> yeah, that's a real beast? Well, it does. It does. They do look like they look the, the, the original earbuds from Apple, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they, 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 they do. Almost as though the the cord, um, but they do sit pretty comfortably in the air. Yeah. I find and uh, pretty good. But yeah, the the point was raised. Like, eh, can we just cut that bit off and you know make them not stand out so much? So. One of our listeners, a friend of mine, uh, Matthew Cutler-Welsh, sent a message through saying, check out Fireflies. Now, mm. these are earbuds that don't have the uh, the dangly stick coming off them, and he bought them through the, uh, the Kickstarter campaign. So that's another option. So worth looking at if, yep. if you want something different from, from what Apple are offering or you want something that's not... An Apple product. We'll just we'll just we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll leave it at that. Why how, would you not want an Apple product? Competition's always good. Right? That's exactly um, right. Yeah, and I'm intrigued. So, aside from listening to music, uh, getting your phone calls on them, uh, have you used them for any of the sort of the more advanced functionality that um, that you know is the, is the bright new future? I think of wearable computers. Well, I've. Yeah, a couple of things. So I'm using them in one ear, and it's yep. smart enough to sort of you know figure out that that's what you're happening and yep. I, what's happening. I think it sort of monos down accordingly. Okay, that's good. Um, now Siri was one area where I was you know I was pretty interested mm. in in terms of just being able to um, you know talk to Siri 
wherever I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems I need to need to grab and unlock the the phone to ah, right. uh, to do that. Um, so now, it still piggybacks I, off the phone rather than being an, an independent standalone device. Yeah, at this yeah. Point. Now yeah. I may not have done that right because I, quite frankly, um, <coughs> user have, error have, have, have been yeah. have been a little bit busy. But um, <laughs> sitting there somewhere. I, d- I did right. do the you know hey hey Siri thing yeah. and uh, and it worked on one occasion. But then I tried on some other occasions and it didn't. And I figured right. out it was I think that my phone was on and unlocked. Uh, yeah. So then, it, then it's going to yeah. respond. Or I was in the car and I was wired into CarPlay and so yep. on. And so it was, you know, it was, it was picking up on that basis. Right, right. So, but yeah. The earbud doesn't look bad. I mean, it looks it looks fine. It's, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, His mullet is covering it quite nicely. <laughs> I think that, that might be the secret. Is, <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I do really think these are the future, though. I think this is a very exciting time. Wearables as a watch or as a, um, you know, something strapped to your wrist has never really appealed to me. But... A computer that sits there and monitors your world around you and which responds via voice command, that's got a lot of potential. Uh, and I think if we do get into, uh, if we went, if and when we get back to glasses that um, uh, have a heads-up display capability, mm. uh, I, I can see some huge potential for these kinds of things uh, in the not-too-distant future. So I was more excited about the Apple earbuds than, mm. than anything else Apple came out with at that, uh, that particular presentation. Yeah, so... Yeah, Fireflies is, a, is an alternate. They're a similar sort of price point to the Apple product. I think they're 149 US, but they'll work across anything. The Apple ones, one question that came in, and apologies to the person that tweeted it, because I can't remember who it was and probably won't get to it by the end of the chat, but was asking uh, how well they work with yep. Android. I think the basic functionality is okay, but uh, I haven't had a huge amount of time to play on that side. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Siri so probably doesn't work too well. Yeah. No, right. no, right. there's. Uh, I don't know why that is, but uh, nev- never mind, never mind. So that is the Apple earbuds and uh, Fireflies as a competitor, but um, you know I think the the feedback on Fireflies is uh, that that's a that's a good option as well. So. Always good to have some options out there as far as technology choices. No one likes being forced into a corner and only having one vendor to choose from. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Now, we have a conference coming up, and... We certainly do. That's right. 31 Con. Yeah. Tell us what this is about. And this was part of the reason we invited you on was to well, thank was you. to, was to get that. some details on uh, on this event. So, um, yeah, f- fill us in. Well, 31 Con, it's uh, going to be a, a technology conference here to the 23rd, 24th of February, uh, right here in Auckland. So um, it's it's geared towards really the technology officers, the chief security officers, ITSMs, uh, so the IT security managers and management uh, to allow them to have a place where they can come learn about cybersecurity, learn about security concepts and network with one another. And um, it's just, uh, it looks like it's going to be a fantastic event. And hey, if you're looking for continuing education units for your certifications, you can go there and get that too. So uh, just a, a fantastic event. So it's, it's it's running for two days. What are the what are the dates? Because we're that's, getting pretty close to it now, right? That's right. Yeah. No, it's it's only about three weeks away. Yeah, twenty third uh, and twenty fourth of Feb. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Twenty third and twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, so 
right around the corner. Um, so that'll be uh, not next week, not the week after, but the uh, the week after that, mm. I believe. Uh, yeah. Now, I've got to ask the question, how long have you been planning this thing? Because uh, you know, Kiwi, at the last uh, oh, KiwiCon, it was sort of announced like, hey, Kiwi, KiwiCon uh, oh, you know, crew, yes, yes. We're, uh, we're, we're taking a little bit of a break. And then you know, moments later, uh, 31Con was, uh, was, was announced. <laughs> Yeah, we planned that explicitly. No, no, not at all. Uh, that was uh, that was just a, a horrible timing situation there. That just just came out like that. It was planned way ahead, uh, back before July of last year. So somewhere around uh, uh, June, the uh, the idea came around, and uh, about July August, we we started looking at how to put it together, and and then uh, just the the unfortunate timing there with uh, KiwiCon saying they're not going to do it this year, and and. Our announcement coming out that I don't know what the day after I don't know what it was it was yeah, yeah. just unfortunate timing like with that yep. but it is not a KiwiCon replacement at all uh, it's just a in fact it's geared towards a different crowd it is uh, it's a whole different yeah. audience isn't that's it? right yeah that's yeah. right okay okay that's good no just you know good to fill in that absolutely. picture because uh, are you speaking there Paul are you on the list no I'm not you're I'm not, not on the list you're no, in the well. crowd throwing bread rolls or people that's, <laughs> that's right we have tomatoes and yeah. everything else right <laughs> i see uh, peter gutman's there he's uh he's a the local um uh, contact of choice for any any security related thing you ring peter up and say peter explain this to me and he's very kind and talks you through and draws the odd picture and that's yes, right he's yeah. very good at that yeah we have some excellent speakers in we're gonna have uh, automotive uh, we can look at hacking cars uh there's gonna be some in there based on uh, enterprise security how do you actually go through and do cryptography how do you how do you manage privacy inside your organization itself Excellent. so there are some good speakers there yeah. and uh, and we're looking uh, we're looking forward to it that's good are you getting into the internet of things and that side of uh, life because we that's, are yeah. uh, I see today Vizio um, the TV manufacturer is in a little bit of hot water well you were just talking about monitoring things head, well. head up display and uh, some <laughs> things like that Vizio is already Why on top of it not your television which yeah. is just going to report back to the uh, yeah. to the powers that be about and what's they, going on they make it easier you don't have to put it's, it on your eyes it's right it's, there hanging on your wall so. there's no escape yeah. it's perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah Vizio is coming oh. out and uh, monitoring your taking the pixels off your TV so pretty that's much right. uh, seeing what you watch and, and recording everything but your name so I see that's right IP address um, uh, financial spend um, age income marital status household size education oh, it's, my you goodness, know yeah. just some mere trivial data that's right, you know, that's right. Yes. no yeah. way to, to single that out no no now Vizio uh, they're not a brand that I think I've seen in New Zealand but I've no. definitely come across them uh, in, in the US so that's right what, yeah. what is it that's actually you know come out in, uh, in, the, in the details here uh, yeah, well, Vizio is a huge brand in the U.S. Uh, they are a, one of the discount brand televisions. So if you're going and looking at the, the major brand names and those are a little out of your price range, then Vizio comes in with a nice, yeah. uh, affordable option. And then they have good quality TVs, uh, which apparently they have some excellent technology built into them, too. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so they can... Uh, they, Quite the capability. <laughs> they seem to predict the market so well. <laughs> yeah. um, and so that's it. That's that's the thing that Vizio is doing with it is they're, uh, they're selling off that marketing data and uh, yeah. they're having uh, now a lawsuit, isn't it? Federal Trade Commission. That's exactly right. Well, yeah. Because they haven't anonymized it, they haven't said, um, you know, we've taken in all this data and then um, uh, taken out all of the identifying material. Uh, they, it's not just summary information. It, it appears to be uh, raw data. So this person at this IP address is doing this 
kind of thing and watching these programs. So that's um, that's a, a potentially a huge um, uh, in, you know in, invasion of privacy. Yeah, that's from pretty, television. That's, set. that's pretty concerning, that's, isn't that's it? On the nose. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, we, we, we've we've seen other big firms do silly stuff. And well, Lenovo installing that's stuff. Right. Sony I mean, millions with twenty million TVs or something. Yeah, they yeah. Have. yeah. I mean, and, uh, but surely in this day and age, um, yeah. they would be a bit more. Put more thought well, put into these. In, sorts in of New Zealand, things. we've got the Privacy Act, which is quite well structured. I think for uh, if you gather data on it for one purpose, you're not allowed to use it for another purpose mm. unless you've got permission. So that that kind of thing is is nice plain English response, uh, and a right. lot of places that simply right. don't have that level of protection. And I'll gather your information and use it however I see fit. Yeah. Oh, and I'll change my rules. Thank you, Facebook. I'll change my rules one more time, and uh, and off it goes. Yeah. Do you accept? Do you agree? Yeah. Well, yes. on page thirty-seven, I think uh, there was something there. But yes, That's on the Vizio, on uh, the Vizio side, it is uh, something that moving towards big data and the way we're collecting big data now, and the way we can use that type of information, it's it does become pretty mm. pretty intrusive. It really does. Uh, and there are upsides to it, of course. I mean, uh, Google on my phone now says, oh, I see you're going to this meeting. The traffic's really busy. Uh, I know where you are and I know where the meeting is and I can tell you it's going to take 45 minutes. So it'll warn me in a, in a, with enough of a buffer for me to get there. But at the same time, when I explained that to my father, he said, what? My phone knows where I am. I'm like, <laughs> danger, danger. And, and, you know, it gets quite messy. Oh, there so, we go. That's yeah, a, yeah. like it's in the Uber guy thing right there. Yeah, right yeah, it's exactly. A, it's a, it used to be just you had that little on where you're using it. Now it's now on it's gone. Every single time. That's right. Yeah, so it's, it's just permanently there, off or on. And that's yes, it. yes. And so. and and there are benefits, but um, you, I think as long as you're transparent with your customers, then uh, it's it's okay. You can you can do a lot of this. But I've seen apps that require access to your cut you know, your contacts or or your social media accounts um, for no good reason whatsoever. The, the right. flashlight in particular was my favorite. Yeah, well, the yeah. first twenty thousand flashlight <laughs> that's, apps that's were right. actually Trojans, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg, so have cool. a flashlight app. By the way, we need access to all your data, all your contacts, yeah. and everything. Uh, else. Yeah, it's, no pressure. So, yeah. is is that why manufacturers started building in the flashlight uh, apps so they would have an excuse for uh, for getting your? Oh, uh, that's a good right. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't possibly. Everyone else can get away with it. That's so. Right. Well, we'll just build that yeah, into our yeah. uh, internal It always light. pays, I find, with, with your phone to go through periodically and look at what permissions you've granted to what apps. Um, and doubly so on social media. I mean, some of those games you play on Facebook. Uh, oh, I just need to have a little look at the snapshot of your Facebook account. And then, you know, you've given away all your data. So, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Be a bit more cautious. Yep. Absolutely. Yes, caution uh, Caution is a, is a, um, a good thing online um, in fact I got an email from the government today a little press release um, about online caution so um, there you go we were but we're not going to dive into a huge mm. discussion on uh, on that today now one of the one of the other stories that came across is to do with taxi pod type things now, are in, these the self-driving ones in, the, in uh, India yeah so what I've heard is that there is a trial going on uh, in India and three companies from around the world have been uh, picked and the idea is they're these sort of mini uh, yeah. pods that are I guess you would think of them a, a bit like small trains, um, but there's a smart, you know, smart type transit system. If you've seen The Incredibles, Mr. Mister Incredible rides the top of one of them in the second, that's third part of the movie. Yeah. And, and it's that kind of thing. It's a little 
pod train that um, uh, is a lot more flexible and more usable than a, than a traditional train. Uh, yeah, yeah, and as you say, the, the, the Indian government's trying out um, three of these different providers to, to see uh, which ones work and what, you know, pit them against each other. And one of them is being provided by a Kiwi. Yes, very cool. It's very exciting. Very cool. So, um, well, we already have the winner there then. That's, well, that's, uh, that's it's it. just done. Yes, yeah. yeah. the yeah. Matrino PRT system. So, uh, this is something that's been in, in development for some time. Um, and, you know, if. If this one is successful and comes out on top, then could end up in hundreds of new cities in India. They're talking about 200 new smart cities. So I'm I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like. No, but, I, um, I would like to see a smart city. That'd yeah, be great. That's, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's a, <laughs> a, a lot of the other cities out there right now, yeah, not so smart. So uh, yeah, it'd be good yeah. to see some smart cities come around. Yeah. Before the big amalgamation of all the super city into into one giant homogenous glob, Manukau yeah. um, um, <laughs> uh, did advertise for a um, a smart city advisor, and I rang up and and interviewed them about it. And they said, oh, well, I thought you what, were ringing them up to, to apply to for apply. it. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> well, in the end, they interviewed me as much as I interviewed them. And, and they said, so wh- if you were in the role, what would, you, what would you do? And I said, well, I'd just build lots of conduits and lots of so that anybody running telco gear could just run very cheaply and very cost effectively right throughout the city. And they said, yeah, anything else? I said, no, no, that's pretty much it. Just, and then you get out of the way and let people do just that. Oh, no, I don't think we'll be doing that, they said. And, and sure enough, they didn't. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much for going by. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I do like the idea of autonomous vehicles um, trundling around the place. And um, uh, Christchurch, I don't think it's the same company, but in Christchurch, they're trialing uh, autonomous uh, vehicles at the airport. Yeah, the, bu- the um, bus- yeah, buses, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and they, they're sort of like slightly larger versions of the pod, um, mm. but on the road. So, uh, yeah, I think I think this um, this driverless future could be quite entertaining, uh, and the potential for disruption of uh, that entire industry—not just taxis, but also car ownership—is uh, um, is quite remarkable. There's a chap called Tony Sieber who is a uh, a lecturer in disruption uh, at Stanford University. He's on the board of one of the companies I work for, uh, Blurter, and uh, he's very big on this. And he says, you know, in the next 20 years, you'll see the the end of home ownership of cars because every time you, you need to go anywhere, you just press a button. Uber will send you an autonomous car and away you go. That's and, right. Well, uh, actually, they're, they're looking at the flying cars now. Well, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, Uber's I newest thing. Yeah, for that. Yeah. So, so what do we know about that? They've Uber have hired a, a NASA engineer um, for their flying car initiative. That's right. Uh, so it's getting kind of serious. Well, they, getting, they had what was it uh, CES that they were helicopters that you could uh, you could hire. That's right. Um, with a with a sort of Uber an Uber sticker on them, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. so long as you can't access the controls, uh, then these, and they are truly autonomous, then these things are fine. Uh, as the civil aviation here said, as soon as you have access to the controls and can actually fly the thing, you need a pilot's license. Uh, so um, expect to be getting into one of these things with with just a blank panel in front of you and calming music being played uh, <laughs> as, as it takes off and whisks you off. Airbags? Do you think yeah. they have airbags? No, 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 no I don't yeah. see any need for that. They just travel so fast, you just hit the ground and there's no need. Uh, so, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm quite that, looking forward to it. That safety like phone from Demolition Man. That's, I think would be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Just, just, yes. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. 
Yeah, there's there's um, there's some good thinking that goes into films, isn't there? <laughs> there and is. We can, there is. Our future, all we have to do is watch. You know, there's about three or four movies we need to watch. Well, and, currently, you know, Hunger we'll, Games. You know, we'll, so we'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll be shortly. <laughs> I mean, we're, well, we got our <laughs> cell phones right here. It's like you know the beam me up, Scotty kind of thing, right? Well, that's so, right. Uh, and I do enjoy yeah. watching tourists wandering around with their um, cell phones out for the maps, and it looks just like a tricorder from the away <laughs> team on Star Trek. <laughs> that's right. It's brilliant. Yes. And you can spot them a mile off. Not even with, with no need for a red shirt. They just look like. Uh, uh, they beam down. Yeah, it's quite good. <laughs> um, and I saw that uh, Uber and Daimler have also done a deal, talking of autonomous activities. And this, uh, and, and, and Daimler own uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Benz. Now, is yeah. that the cargo truck one? or uh, This one is in relation to cars, I mm. believe. And I guess this would, this is about... This is about self-driving cars. Uber again. having access yeah. to sort of high-end, uh, higher-end oh, gotcha. self-driving uh, cars. So yeah. Yeah, basically you'd be able to choose from your, your UberX equivalent, your you know, low-cost, you know, autonomous Toyota uh, Prius pickup. Pick yeah, yeah. Uh, autonomous uh, Prius picking you up yep. uh, right up to the Mercedes Benz, which yeah. uh, <laughs> might right up to the vertical, vertical takeoff and landing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the flying Uber. That's the one the, for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so they're, they're really doing uh, work in all, so- all sorts of directions to try and uh, yeah, make sure that they're still around for a few years to come, uh, despite uh, Uber getting getting hit with, I guess, a few dramas yeah. in, in the last few days and uh, people being encouraged to uninstall the Uber app. In, in the US uh, right. because of uh, Travis Kalanick involvement with the new president yep. Uh, yep. who has since uh, I think stepped down from that but uh, not before Uber's arch rival in Lyft uh, hit I think uh, number one on the App Store uh, That's and right. knocked Uber down a few rungs which is kind of interesting it is isn't it and and Uber had to go so far as to build uh, an uninstall feature into its um, software because so many people it was a manual process so many people were ringing uh, demanding that they be allowed to close off their close accounts, accounts. Yeah. Uh, that um, Uber's had to automate it because it was um, getting a little bit crazy uh, and this is all off the back of um, their their seeming support for Trump. This was an advisory panel that um, the CEO was on, um, a business advisory panel, which is quite different from having your finger on the button, but um, apparently was enough for a lot of people to say, actually, no, we won't support you. So it's very interesting times over there. And it, I guess most most businesses, and you know, the, the Uber's a business that I think valued it uh, Tens of uh, quid squillion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you got an email for that today. Yes, actually, there was somebody in, uh, who was it? Somewhere in, in, in another region of the world yeah, trying to developing o- country offer me money. Else, uh, yeah. Um, right. The where were we with that one? Um, I, I, <laughs> You've gone I, down the I, rabbit hole. So we're t- oh, we're t- talk, talking yeah. about the you know the massive valuation that's been on Uber, yeah, and then something like this that can actually you know people can can pivot very quickly to in terms of their preference. Now we, we don't have too too many choices here in New Zealand, but in the US, you know, most locations you can you can use Lyft instead of Uber, yeah, and it's pretty hard to distinguish the difference. Uh, you know, well, probably you're getting the because, same driver because, well, yeah, some yeah, yeah. some drivers are running both apps anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, it's I mean, it's virtually the same the same type of thing, which. Mm. Uh, 
Wow, I mean, it'll be really, it'll be really fascinating if uh, if the impact on Uber was, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, was a was a whole lot bigger, it was significant enough. Because at the moment they've got such a strong share. When you look at it internationally, right. out, outside of China, where, they, where they've done a deal, yeah, uh, that it's hard to imagine they're actually being a whole lot else in terms of uh, tra- you know car transport yeah. options in the future. Well, you know, they're looking at all kinds of It's going to boil down to not too many players. Yeah, yeah. In New Zealand, of course, in Auckland, we've got Zoomi. Uh, have you ever tried them? Yeah, tried Zoomi. They were it was uh, it was reasonably backwards when uh, when they last uh, got hold of me and wanted me to yeah. try out their service. They were they weren't the only one. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I th- but it was, I think the payment maybe wasn't going through the app, or if you wanted right. to put your payment through the app, it was a few dollars extra, and uh, you know it ended it ended up being not that. Not that great. Not as many vehicles on the road yeah, yeah. as Uber. So you found, you know, oh yeah, I can I can use Zoomy, but I'm I'm waiting a whole lot longer That's for a right. vehicle to yeah, arrive. Yeah. Um, I think things have probably improved in some regards with Zoomy. So you know, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good to have the option. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think, think so. the industry could probably do could do a whole lot better hmm. in competing with Uber than what they're doing right now. Oh, I think so. I think uh, the the cab companies in particular seem to have more or less thrown their hands up in horror. And what do you mean we have to invest in this technology thing? And no, bur- no, buried their heads in the sand. They have. They have. Be, yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, on to oh, on to other topics now. So locally, Air New Zealand have a chatbot now. Oh, so um, was well, that a lot like Alice from the old days, where you, uh, you can go online for that artificial intelligence and, and chat back and forth? Or how good was Alice? Uh, not that good. No. Well, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that was that was too bad. And and I remember the old uh, the old text games. Do you guys remember those? Yeah, oh, Zork. I remember Zork. <laughs> yeah, Planet. Yeah, there were a bunch of others. Yeah. And there was the the fantasy one that. Um, uh, I found a, an emulated version for my Mac for my iPad, which was hilarious. Playing an old text game on your iPad seems quite backwards. Yeah. And was yeah. it one that just let you put in freeform sort of yeah, text yeah. responses? Yeah, you, yeah, and you things could chat like away to it, and, yeah. and it would it would just try and guess what it was you wanted to do. Yeah, Most of the time, it would say, on. "That's right, get eaten by a Gru." That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem to matter what you did. You you ended up against a wall getting killed. So yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Was, that was that. Yeah. Um, so I tr- I tried out Air New Zealand's. Um, their new bot, which they're calling uh, Bravo Oscar Tango. Yes, uh, very good. Um, <laughs> or Oscar for short. Sure. So I had a bit of a chat to Oscar, and I asked it some some questions to do with uh, airpoints and yep. status and so on. And, uh, yeah, it got a little bit sort of flummoxed, and you know, was giving me uh, you know comments like, "Wow, there's so much I could tell you about the, the <laughs> AirPoints program." You ring this um, but look, here's a web link to yeah. <laughs> general, well, you know, general. There you go. Alice wasn't that bad after uh, all. You know, yeah, Alice yeah. was all right. So, um, yeah. But uh, but they you know they're they're just getting started with this and and good on them. Uh, you Absolutely. Know, this is yeah. this is a taste of of where we're heading in the future and the idea that you don't have to sit and wait to speak to somebody, but mm. someone will help you get to the the right information. Um, it it could work. It could work. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. you know, the alternative is sitting there googling and getting that big general page. Yeah, and I'm sure over time they would uh, they would be able to whittle this down and, and oh, yeah. improve the it. The stats I mean, will work for them. It's yeah. it's certainly where we're heading, right? So oh, it is. Uh, it is. Um, yeah, having to having to call up and talk to someone will be yeah. will be much further further down 
down the list. It's still yeah. it's nice yeah. to have that option at the moment, but as we've discussed in in recent weeks, sometimes we get stuck on hold for uh, minutes or, or hours to uh, certain Weeks. companies. Not an issue I've had with Air New Zealand. To <laughs> no, be, no. To be fair, usually they're uh, they're they're pretty responsive. They, pretty, but, they, they do know. tier it, don't they? So um, if you're a regular flyer, um, it recognises your phone number and puts you through to the right team straight away, rather than sort of funneling you through the the top end with everyone else and saying, oh, well, do you know what an aeroplane is? Press one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed their app. Their app's been fantastic. Yeah, that's been glorious. Hmm. And I do like that it will now, you can order the coffee as you approach and uh, by the time you get to the counter, it's already waiting for you, which um, I just used to steal somebody else's. And now this is, this is streamlined the whole process. (laughs) Um, But I do like, um, I do like chatbots. I think they are absolutely the way of the future, predominantly because uh, most companies spend a fortune trying to employ a raft of people to answer basic questions. Mm -hmm. I'm all about having a human when you've got something tricky. That's right. Uh, But, you know, most people, they think it's a tricky question and what they really don't understand is everybody's asked this a question. A thousand other people That's ask right. exactly the uh, same on thing. On the same yeah. day. So let's just let's just automate the, the dull stuff as much as possible. But take away the fear that I'm just getting fobbed off by having something that is actually interactive. So, so yeah, you're I trying to do away with our jobs, Paul. Is that what you're saying? I am. I am. I think we should have a jobless future for all of us. <laughs> um, well, you know, they've got, the they've universal. got some people coming in right now, I think. That's that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No jobs for all. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, now, what else do we have? We had Gita. You've got a robot who can carry your stuff. This is so exciting. Yep, and there I you s- go. You're going to the jobless future right there. That's this it. Is, can I carry your bags, madam? Yes, you can. I saw this on, uh, was it Tech, Tech Crunch? Yeah. And it's sort of, how how would you describe this? Is this, is this, this something is the luggage Star Wars? From, no, this is the but luggage. Look, but look from at the, it. Yeah, well, it does look like a pod. It looks oh, it's like great. Well, this gets back yeah. to 31Con with the guys doing the Internet of Things and the hacking yep. of the cars. This is fantastic. So, yeah. So could, you watch them. Just have the luggage in the, in the yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Bring well, it in and have them take it over right there that's in front right. of you. Yeah. That's right. So if your uh, Gita ro- luggage robot is carrying your, uh, your stuff um, and it's fo- following you around with your stuff, stuff uh yeah should you be worried that somebody might uh, might hack it and might drive off in a different direction with all your stuff i think somebody would just pick it up and run away with it it's got handles <laughs> yeah. on it oh yeah yeah so you really you want it to run in front of you don't you where it predicts where, and knows where you're going that's right without you having to tell it and then you follow that's i mean right. that could and actually be good follow it, it. Could, that would it be could lead you right yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like pass two walking ahead of you taking your luggage with you and it is actually just the luggage and can so it go on no longer the, need to think at all actually. Yeah, can yeah, it go on the road because then you know you wouldn't have to fire up your gps app <laughs> yeah you'd just follow uh, gita down uh, down, down the road in, in your vehicle that's right or and then you put your vehicle on follow mode yeah tether it to yourself it'll drag you along yeah so this one's wheels based I, I think I much prefer the um, the US Department of Defense one the, uh, the the sort of the pony the little horse oh, thing that runs dog? along behind big you yeah, Boston, Boston Dynamics yeah, yeah, Boston yeah Dynamics. that's great I gotta get me one of those yeah, that's, that's fantastic nightmare inducing <laughs> some stuff right there yeah that's <laughs> yeah. great uh, we're, we're so close to the Terminator. That's oh, that's it's it's uh, and uh, uh, one of the farm uh, implement companies, I think it's John Deere, has a, uh, a robot that you sit in 
with six legs. It's like a giant ant, and it's designed for walking into forests to pull out that one tree. Of course, foresters never want that. They just bowl over the entire forest. That's right. But yeah. uh, this thing is, is designed to walk into a forest, and you pull out the one tree that you want, and then it will walk back out, and you just sit in the cab. I'm thinking a couple of big machine guns on the top, and Auckland traffic, that's it. I'm done. I'm in. <laughs> this thing will walk along and walk over the top of cars, and that'd be fantastic. But this is clearly the way in. I'm, I'm all set for this. So I guess well, we, we got to start, start somewhere. Yeah. So, so Gita is, uh, I'm trying to work out my inches here, about less than a metre tall, I'll yep. say that, uh, can carry in the direction of 20 kilos worth yeah. of your stuff and goes about 35 k's an hour. So, Perfect. You know, there you go. And it can run for eight hours on a, on a charge. So yeah, it looks uh, looks kind of interesting. Pretty modular and secure. It's a high high impact plastic. This one's a nice blue colour. It looks very much like my car. Now the suggestion is this wouldn't be so much to actually. Um, oh, and it's coming from uh, the company. Piaggio, I think you yep. pronounce it, Italian company that makes uh, Vespa scooters and also Motoguzzi, Motoguzzi motorbikes. Yeah. So is this meant to use in conjunction with your motorbike? I mean, it goes like thirty kilometers an I hour. I don't. Right? I don't think so. Um, and the question was: Is chase it chase you down the road? Yeah. Is it an alternative back, to your suitcase? Will it, you know, will it yeah. follow you around the airport and all all those sorts of things? Thirty kilometers an hour, run over you yeah. at the airport yeah. <laughs> until the TSA wrestle it to the ground. <laughs> Taser, um, but yeah. yeah, apparently it's it's not quite for that, and uh, it's more for you know work type uses, maybe on a on a working site and so on to carry bits and bits and pieces around. But yeah. I don't know. I, I guess there's a few few different uses for it. But I'm uh, quite lazy. I'd, um, I'd give it a go. Yeah, yeah, if you had to had to move a lot of stuff around for yeah in a, in a, in a work environment. Yeah. yeah oh, I remember be, wheels coming out in luggage. Oh, know, well, that's it. Oh, exactly. My goodness, this yeah. is the next step. So we've it got is a, the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would use it for sure. Yeah, yeah. It'd be almost like the Star Wars thing. I like to whistle. Hovers in yeah, front yeah. Of you. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when we see these things, they sometimes are very expensive, and you know, they've got very specific yeah. uses. But of course, drop ten years on, and it's like, hey, it's, it's a hundred. You, of the you price. want one? It's yeah. You know, <laughs> it's the, the cost of a, you know. Suitcase plus a uh, a small uh, lithium ion battery. That's right. And uh, thirty, $30 yeah. smartphone, <laughs> yeah. or well, yeah. by then it'll be a three dollars smartphone. That's right. The cappuccino price. Right. So yeah, it's always it's always interesting seeing these new things, and then uh, and then actually putting them into that you know yeah. putting that futurist hat on and thinking, okay, well, when's it's going to land and be accessible, and uh, hey, all all of this stuff will be in the in the not too distant future. Now, that's the Moore's Law right there. And yep. Transistors per circuit doubling every 18 months. We've got that capability coming into products. We're reaching that technical singularity at the end. And yeah, everything's yeah. really becoming amazing at this point. And that's the risk, isn't it, with the Internet of Things, that you can put a chip in just about anything should you be uh, putting these things on the Internet. Somebody told me IoT stands for Internet of Things. That should not be on the Internet because <laughs> clearly there's, there's a, a lack of emphasis on security if people are hacking your uh, light bulbs and uh, your, uh, your, your suitcase. Um, <laughs> we might have entered a brave new world. That's right. Yep, yep. Um, now, just one one little uh, product thing that came up over the uh, over the weekend: Windows 10 Cloud, a new version of Windows uh, Windows coming from Microsoft. And when I was reading about this, it, it sounds a little bit like the Windows RT product mm. that uh, that Microsoft you know released a few years ago with their uh, with their Surface RT. 
and that was basically only able to run uh, apps from the Windows Store. Right, right. And although that particular product didn't take off, I think it probably helped Microsoft with getting a little bit of traction uh, with getting developers to you know, create apps that were sold through the, the Windows Store because why would you do that when you can just install an app like you yeah, always have like done? Like you always have. Like, yeah. mm. um, so they've had, the, I guess, a few triggers and to me the idea of that sort of cut down version of Windows that just runs things from the store uh, is going to help encourage a bit more people coming through the store. Sure. It would give Microsoft that option and, you know, they already uh, compete with, what do they call them, cloud books that compete with the Chromebooks that are sort of quite similar prices, right? You can Hmm. walk into your is yeah. it still going to pop up on your screen saying you should upgrade to Windows 10 right now? Constantly. Just cloud every day. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. upgrade yeah. to the About full version. Well, apparently yeah. that's the deal. You get the cut down cloud version that maybe it'll it'll be a zero cost. So it'll compete with uh, with Chromebooks on that yep. basis. Like there's no licensing fee for, uh, for the manufacturer. Uh, and they will then try and bump you up to, no doubt, to a, to a paid version of Windows. Maybe it'll even be ad supported. Uh, who knows? I haven't, mm. I haven't oh, seen. Any, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> I haven't seen anything suggesting that. So I, pro- I probably shouldn't. But you know, you yeah, do wonder, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, what game will Microsoft play here? And uh, yes. uh, is there? Is it? Is it just a? Uh, well, maybe we can rent a full page wallpaper ad in the future. So just take over your wallpaper and just be like, take this away in the back. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you can just click right in your wallpaper and buy the app. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. sure. Ha- yeah. I'm sure there would be a uh, you know a way just to ads constantly ha- hack face. people's machines and, and push that in there anyway. Oh, there we even, go. Hey. Even if they don't That's give it an exactly option, right? right. So, Unlimited world of hacking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, to finish up, um, is it already that time? It it, it is. It's well, time flies. almost to finish up. Um, Paul, maybe you could give us just a, since this is the first time we've had somebody from Aura, Information Security, on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. um, Just a a bit of a rundown on what it is that you guys actually actually do. Sure. Aura, Information Security, we're part of Cordia. Cordia purchased this, uh, I guess it was last December-ish. So uh, what we do is we provide penetration testing services, code review, security awareness training, and we also do the consulting side where we have the uh, the policy, the management, security improvement strategies, and, and that sort of a thing built into what Aura does specifically. Uh, and that really dovetails well into what Cordia does, where they've got the managed firewall services, and they've got the the SIEM, so you get the security incident event management services, and we can do the consulting involved with that and bring those services all together and bring them in. So it's it works really well. Um, you know, this is a in the past, it was uh, Aura and, and Red Shield were together. Red Shield uh, right. yeah, split off. And so, we, we, of course, we still work closely with them. But we're, we're vendor agnostic. But we would lo- you know, we're always happy to work with them and, and, uh, and work with anything that we can plug in to, to create better security in your enterprise. It's uh, a lot of people out there that just don't know how to structure a security program. And uh, Aura can walk in and we can find where the holes are and tell you good ways to patch them. And it sounds like you guys know one or two things about that stuff. No, we do. Uh, three or, yeah, no, two. You're right. Yeah, that is, yeah. So, yeah, we know a couple of things about it. Uh, we've got a, a team that is oh, from all over the world. We've got guys from Italy and, and India and Lithuania and uh, where else? Uh, we've got a couple of guys in Australia, just fantastic guys there. Uh, of course, we have Kiwis. Um, 
who am I missing? Who am I missing? Let's see. Go to Scotland. Some of the Muslim countries. Uh, we do. Ahmed. We have there Ahmed. We yep. And so we got uh, one. one uh, oh, Singapore. We got Singapore in there. Um, we've got a full crowd. We, we, so anything that you need, we, we, can, we can fill it. Um, and they're just fantastic. Phenomenal hackers. And, uh, and the Kiwis we bring in are just absolutely extraordinary. Um, so, and that's the thing. We're able to find a lot of uh, Kiwis that are really skilled. Mm. Um, and you get to find those, those people around and at these conferences like 31Con. You can find them there. Um, but we also hire, we, we don't limit ourselves to just looking at what we are uh, available and what we can find right then. And that's one of the things is finding that talent. And I think that we have a lot of untapped talent here in New Zealand that we're just not able to, to find at this point in time. But we are able to pull in those individuals from all over the world. Um, and so, of course, we got the um, Brazil. We have a guy from Brazil who's a fantastic uh, security officer. So he'll come in and a uh, virtual security officer, help you put your security operations in order. So, and this involves, hey, what kind of policies do you need? What kind of policies do you have? So it's the whole deal. Uh, we, we cover the whole gamut. So if anything you need from uh, an information security standpoint, and uh, you can meet the guys. A lot of the guys will be at 31Con. Some of the guys, I guess. I shouldn't say a lot of the guys, but some of the guys mm-hmm. will be at 31Con, uh, those who aren't holding the fort down there. Um, and, you'll, uh, you'll be there? Um, actually, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I might be in in Wellington at a client meetings. <laughs> but yes, I am. Uh, uh, we're going to have quite a, f- a number of, uh, of our staff there at 31Con. We have a couple of guys speaking there. Matt Daly is a, uh, speaking there, I, I believe. Um, we've got, let's see, I believe Graham over from Red Shield is going to be talking there. Um, of course, we've got the, the speakers, like we already met, mentioned, um, there. It's a it's a fantastic event. So we've got a, a couple of guys from our team. Well, one guy from our team and then uh, MC from Red Shield. So uh, one guy from our team will actually be uh, talking. So it's a it's a fantastic event and it's a great place to get together and learn a little bit more about information security. That's good. That's good. Well, maybe we'll have to have you on the show another time and uh, hear a little bit more um, because we had an absolutely fascinating chat before we started about your your time with uh, varying uh, you know US government things. The the year that you took to learn uh, Russian, oh, so you things, get, right? Get, yeah. get up and um, it was quite a, quite <laughs> oh, a fascinating discussion. So, but uh, we, we're a bit out of time, so we can't dive into that this time. Um, now there may be one or two listeners that are thinking, oh, this thirty one con thing would actually be quite interesting to go to. Uh, so. If you are interested in going, then you could just jump online and uh, and visit the website and buy your ticket. It's um, what's the what's the price? About seven hundred and fifty off the uh, top I think of my it's head. Seven fifty. I think it's seven fifty three seventy five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's seven fifty um, over on the website. There, you can pop on. I'll tell you about where we got the term thirty one con, uh, where you can see the assembly there, and you can see the how the hex comes out and, and that sort of thing. And you can see the speakers. We got just a, a, an amazing lineup of uh, speakers at thirty one con. So. Yeah, it's a great event, and you can go to 31con.com if you want to, or you can type 31c0n.com um, and head on over and get all the information that you could possibly want. Good. Um, and the other way, if you would like to go, is if you head along to my email list, uh, which is paulspain.com, and if you join up on that email uh, list, then we're giving away a ticket to 31con between now and and end of next week. So um, just a bit of a heads up for anyone oh, that's thinking, I would like to go, but hmm, it would be even nicer if somebody else paid. Yeah, free well, is much better then, than the uh, SM50, right? Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so uh, yeah, so just, just jump onto my mailing list there, and you know, there'll be varying tech updates 
chats and so on coming through from me during the year and uh, and and we're doing giveaways like this from uh, uh, good sponsors like the folks at Aura so well, you can yeah. tweet Aura Emposec you know you can tweet them and ask them about it there are guys over there that could be glad to respond and, mm. uh, so they'd be they'd be happy to to get back to you about that that's good that's good alright well that's us for this episode so thank you guys for joining the podcast uh, Mr. Brislin where do people track you down online if they uh, if they want to get in touch yeah I am usually on Twitter at Paul Brislin which is nice and easy uh, to remember or Brislin.nz if you want to look at the website which links back to the Twitter account so just go there in the first place excellent and Paul Petit, are you a, are you a Twitter person? Or? I, I do have a Twitter account. I sure do. Yeah, it's uh, the slash Paul W. Potet. But, you know, spelling my last name, probably no one will get that right. So, it would, uh, But that's P-O-T-E-E-T-E. So uh, the last name there. Excellent. I know. Yeah, it comes out like the, the Maori, uh, the Potete. Is I, mm. I got some of that when I came here. And I was like, oh, really? How about that? Yeah. So yeah, either way, works for me. That's good. Uh, that's good. Sure thing. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening in. We will catch you again on the show next week. All right. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.